1: All right, let's roll. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morensi. Cam Stewart is off uh, today. Kevin Walsh is going to step up and in in a couple of minutes. Mike Blewett's going to kick it with us during in-game live uh, tonight. Dr. David Chow on the radar this evening, as well as we break down the Monday nighter. Dun, 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 dun. dun. Monday night uh, football. Interesting. We've got some uh, line movement uh, as well. Uh, The uh, Los Angeles Rams just uh, went up to six-and-a-half-point favorites. It's been sitting at six for the last couple of days, up to six-and-a-half right now. Total remains 44-and-a-half. It's interesting because the Chicago Bears technically are the better team, right? They've got the better record. And the Chicago Bears are actually 3-0 and on the road this year. The Bears have been road warriors. The Los Angeles Rams, albeit 4-and-2, not a very impressive uh, four and two. And if you look at who the Los Angeles Rams have beaten, they've beaten everybody in the NFC least. And uh, the NFC least division is living up uh, living up to the living up to the hype. It's the Dallas Cowboys hit uh, rock bottom again. So uh, the Cowboys get drilled uh, by the Washington football team. And you know what's bad when you're losing to a team that doesn't have a name? Can you imagine, too, like if the, the team that doesn't have a name actually wins uh, the division? We're going to break down some NFL division uh, futures, some conference futures. Some of the odds are somewhat surprising, actually. I'm going to be honest. I haven't checked in in a couple of weeks uh, with the futures. But now that we're pretty much halfway through the season as we approach uh, week eight, as Bill Parcells uh, once so eloquently stated, you are what your record says you are. These teams, they—you know, we've got to accept it. They just sort of are what their records say they are, right? Uh, but nobody's buying into the Chicago Bears. People think the Chicago Bears are like the worst 5-1 and team in the history of football. They're not. All right? You look at the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now favorites to win the NFC. I don't think the Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC. Uh, but the oddsmakers do right now. And the public does right now because they're the ones uh, that are favorites to win the conference are right now. And isn't it amazing? That wasn't it just, I don't know, like four weeks ago that all the losers out there were saying that Tom Brady was done, that Tom Brady is old. And listen, I'm not Tom Brady's biggest fan. And in fact, like, you know, I've been a Tom Brady basher uh, over the years, despite the fact that he's a Michigan Wolverine. Uh, Tom's changed, man. Tom's changed. Uh, But being a Buffalo Bill fan, I'm aware, all right, I'm painfully aware that don't poke the bear, all right? Don't, and I'm not talking about the Chicago Bears. Like, don't talk about Brady sucking. Don't talk about him being a cheater. Don't like, don't ever like throw sand in this guy's face, man. All right, because he's just going to come back. If if you don't like him, if you want Tom Brady to disappear, it's sort of like uh, you know, in, in in you know, it's sort of like an episode of the Twilight Zone or something like that. You have to look away and not believe in him. <laughs> you know? Like, don't don't wish him away. Just like, you have to just sort of ignore him and let him do himself in. Is telling you know, eventually, Father Time's going to get this guy, right? I don't know. Uh, and, and oh, yeah. So, the Buccaneers, these guys are 5-2. and two. They throttle the Raiders by 25 points. And, oh, yeah, they sign Antonio Brown. And that has something to do with the odds uh, moving right now. So, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, they ain't playing around. All right? They're, they're, these guys aren't playing around they're on a mission right now. They know that Tom Brady's not going to be around forever and um, you know nobody has a deeper core wide receivers right now. Let's be real. Like right, so you got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin, you got Scotty Miller and now you throw in uh, you throw in Antonio Brown with Tom Brady, it's a pretty potent uh, combination and I tell you what, they've got a young defense that is uh, that is improving and nobody's defense is good anymore, all right? But I think we'll see defense start to get better as the season goes on shout out to our radio affiliates I am Gable Morency you are listening to game time decisions uh, we'll try to help you make the uh, the proper game time decisions on the program today the raging redhead Cam Stewart unfortunately is off uh today he didn't take the Seattle Seahawk collapse uh very well had to go to uh, the hospital um, you know the heart started acting up uh, we know that uh, he's been oh, I'm just kidding I'm just kidding he's all right <laughs> he's uh, he's all right. Um, although he was pretty red last night when Seattle was, uh, was melting down, uh, late in the football game as I checked in with him and, uh, George Kurtz on the grid. Uh, but, uh, and Redhead Cam Stewart's off, uh, today. Uh, he'll be, uh, he'll be back, uh, tomorrow. Uh, with us. Kevin Walsh is going to step up and in as he does every Monday. Mike Blewett will hang around for a couple hours later on tonight during in-game live. A lot of stuff uh, to break down. Monday Night Football, the Chicago Bears now getting six and a half points in this football game. Total of 44 and a half. They're the ones with a five and one record. Uh, The Rams, uh, the the Rams four wins have come against uh, the NFC least Division. Seriously, people don't realize that. Uh, If you look at like who do they beat? They beat the Dallas Cowboys. They've beaten everybody in that division. <laughs> they've beaten like the Rams could be in trouble from here on out. They can't beat anybody else besides like the bottom feeders. Um, and and now they're laying six and a half points uh, here. Chicago Bears have been road warriors this year. They've won. Um, you know they, they've won all three games uh, on the road, getting six and a half points. Uh, there's a lot of trends to the under in this football game as well. A lot of trends to under. We'll break down the props, uh, as we always uh, do. Uh, Kevin Walsh is a great uh, prop uh, player, so I look forward to Kevin Walsh's props. Mike Blewett, sharp uh, NFL mind uh, as well. We'll talk NFL futures on the program. Dr. David Chow, ProFootballDoc.com, is going to step up and in, and we'll break down the injuries uh, that happened over the weekend, including Odell Beckham. And, of course, we'll break down the injury report for tonight's uh, Monday nighter. we got the World Series Uh, Returning tomorrow as the Los Angeles Dodgers now just one win away from their first World Series uh, title in 32 years. And I can't believe it's been 32 years. Um, Last time they won, it was one of those, like, you know, where were you moments with Kirk Gibson? One of the historic uh, moments, although that wasn't the game winning. You know, that was a game winning home run. That wasn't a series uh, winning home run. But 32 years ago, I remember like it was yesterday. And I can't believe it's been 32 years since they won.
0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Sam Stewart off uh, today. He'll be back tomorrow. Mike is going to step up and in during in-game live tonight. Uh, we'll break down the Bears and the Rams. We'll talk World Series. Let's bring in Kevin Walsh. Uh, right now. Kevin, always a pleasure. What's going on from uh, Bunker's basement uh, mm. in Queens? How you doing?
2: Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, excited to step up. Unfortunately, no raging redhead, but he's taking care of what he's got to take care of. I'll tell you what, uh, <laughs> we're finishing up the little four o'clock window and uh, we weren't able to get the doc on. So we are like, oh, you know what? We'll bring Cam and George on. We'll talk to them the same way you will talk to me and Holden, right? When it's you and Joe. And uh, we're in the little break, and I'm like, uh, Cam, George, thanks for stepping up. You guys are good. And Cam's like, Hey, listen, uh, do me a favor. If you could just go to George first. I got Cantlay right now. Had a three-shot lead. It's down to a one-shot lead. I got to figure out what's going on here. So just go to go to George for me. So I think Cantlay, from what I understand, uh, he pulled that thing out. So hopefully he's enjoying the day off.
1: Uh, I don't think he is enjoying the day off. To be honest uh, with you. <laughs> Uh, I saw I saw them late last night, and uh, Cam's a, a big Seahawks fan. I yeah. know he was on the Seahawks, and uh, Cam likes losing money, so he keeps betting on the Rays every day. And so I, <laughs> I saw last night late; <laughs> like he didn't look, he didn't he didn't look too well. I'm not surprised he's not in uh, today. Mm-hmm. But no, he had a previous engagement that was already scheduled, so he yeah. he will he will be back. But what a wild weekend of action! Um, it's amazing. We went from a pandemic in which there was nothing. You know, I was mm-hmm. betting on Filipino volleyball um, to crazy things happen. And it's like, oh, yeah, what What then? Oh, that was so two days ago. But because it happened on a Saturday night and because they played the next day and because there was football going on, I don't think people realize just how crazy that baseball game was uh, on Saturday night and then leading in. Uh, to last night, you know the Dodgers bouncing back.
2: Uh, it's been a very entertaining World Series. Uh, so I was on in-game live for that game. You do not see, in a half inning, the exchange of both teams being minus 250 favorites to then go yeah. to plus 200. It was all over the map. And the best was, you know, we're on until midnight. We didn't even get to finish the game which is obviously the nature of in-game live. You never get to be on for actually the most exciting things. Like, I don't even think they got to finish the Sunday night or last night on in-game live. I think it ran too long. That's how that show goes. But uh, the game was all over the place. And I, I know a lot of people were like, wow, that's got to break the Dodgers spirits. And I, I, I think for, the, for a Dodgers backer is really who uh, I was more concerned over because I wouldn't be able to sleep over a loser like that. But I thought that those guys, man, they've been through it. I, I know that's a tough loss, but I thought the Rays saved their series. They were not coming back from 3-1 against that Dodgers team. Uh, and clearly, losing game five, I think that did prove to be true.
1: One thing, and I've brought this up for years. I'm sure some people roll their eyes uh, when I talk about it, but it's factual. And I don't say anything that's not true, Kevin, about these things. And I've spoken to players about it. I've heard players talk about it. I've heard coaches talk about it. Um the, the fact is, and it's the same thing, you know, and you can relate this stuff to betting as well. Momentum doesn't exist, bro. Mm-hmm. Momentum in sport, momentum is one of the most overused expressions in sports. There can be momentum in a game, Kevin. Yes. In a game. There will be swings and there will be mo- you know, momentumal, monumental. I was gonna say momentumal, but I don't think that's a word. <laughs> so <laughs> there will be there will be, um, you know, there will be swings. There will be swings, and there will be moments right. of momentum-changing moments. How's that? Um, <laughs> there'll be, there'll be moments like you know, where oh, this team's on it. You know, oh, they just hit six threes in a row, etc. And now they're cold. Exactly. But I'm, I'm talking from game to game. It means nothing, bro. Teams can get blown out. Dude, the Dodgers lost in the most heartbreaking, painful fashion. The Rays were running around on the field like they won the World Series on Saturday night. What happens? The first inning of the next game, the Dodgers score. <laughs> right? Yeah, it yeah. like, it's almost totally irrelevant what happens in the game before. It really is. It has think, nothing um, to do with anything.
2: Think about what these two teams went through in the LCSs. The Rays are up 3 0, just have to play a game seven. Momentum's real. We're talking about the Astros. The Dodgers were down 3 1 and had no problem getting that thing back level and ultimately winning. But in who has the seven. momentum so,
1: going into Game 7 to
2: Tampa and Houston? Houston. Houston
1: did. They won for
2: 100%. Exactly. Right. The Rays are going, oh, my God, we're going to be the 0-4 Yanks. I can't believe this. We're playing New York, New York. We're going to let the cheaters go through. But, no, like, and that's the thing. They've all been through it too long. I do think there's in-game momentum swings. Like, when the Warriors were on that run, right, and all of a sudden, that building is shaking because Steph has hit his third oh, yeah, straight yeah, yeah. three. That's a real thing because the players are like, oh, my God, our 15-point lead is down to four. That's a real thing. But Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager and Mookie Betts, they take the 24 hours, they regroup, and they're back at it the next day.
1: Well, that's the thing. When Mookie Betts is in the, in the box or Cody Bellinger or Seeger's is at the plate and the pitch is coming in, they're not thinking. Oh, I can't hit this pitch because we lost last night. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean?
0: There's They're thinking
1: about the pitch that's coming in right now, right? Like you know, we put these narratives as fans. We you know we we come up with these narratives as fans. Uh, I tell you though. So um, the the number for tomorrow, Gonsolin's minus minus one forty. I'm not a fan of seeing Gonsolin again. All right, like uh, like I said last week, the dude looks like the, the bold you know, move. He looks like the type of guy. That you see in the bus station waiting for a bus going to Seattle, you know, asking you for a couple of bucks. And now, you know, now we've got we've got our faith in this guy. But let's be real. Over under a batter's face for Gonsolin, three and a half. Like Mm -hmm. he's literally the token starter. They're going to roll him out for an inning. Hope that he can get out of the inning, maybe two innings. Urias didn't pitch uh, very much. I'm not a fan of this, but they got Bueller in their back pocket uh, for for Game Seven. I was hoping that it wouldn't come to this. Although Dustin May did look good uh, last night. What do you? What's your quick thoughts on uh, your quick thoughts on Game Six uh, with Snell versus Gonzalez?
2: I, I just think it's a bold choice by Dave Roberts. He's basically saying if we can win without having to use Bueller, incredible. But I'm not going to not have Bueller ready and. To a degree, what I do, can Kevin? understand it. What are you going to do? That's the yeah. problem. Like I, I've been because you I've can't have Gosling throw Game Seven, right? God no, God so, no. Yeah, Kershaw can't come back around. There's nobody like. So that's why I understand it. It's just you're basically what saying
1: not on three days rest, yeah. Like yeah. Um, and then go with your Reus in Game Seven. Now listen, yeah. I I gotta believe. I gotta believe. That it's all hands on deck type of deal, besides Bueller, pretty much. You know what I mean? And Kershaw, yeah. right? Yeah, Kershaw no, the moment for, for a Game Seven, if needed, but. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. It is what it is. And it's the thing when people talk about the Dodgers' depth. Well, their depth isn't that great if they've got this guy on the hill tomorrow. I tell you that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's not the pitching depth, right? It's the lineup that's one through nine, just a bunch of killers. Uh, I will say this. If anybody out there, uh, like Cam, probably wants to back the Rays, you should also be taking a piece of this plus 430 series price. Obviously, that number is chopped down by... 60% if they were to win game six. And you could very easily just get off the number. There's no reason to leave a plus 430 hanging there. That would be around, I don't know, plus 170. What's that price? Morton and Bueller going into a game seven. Ooh, I don't know. Dodgers minus 130. Right. I mean, so think about that. You don't leave that 430 on the table if you like the Rays in game six. I'll tell you what,
1: Kevin, can you believe though? Can an MVP race be any more wide open right now? Like you know, here, here we are, and you know we got yeah. Seager as the favorite at plus one seventy five, Kershaw mm-hmm. plus two sixty, Ariza Arena will will win if the Rays win, so he's plus five hundred. Just book that if you like the Rays to come back. Just put that in your back pocket. Walker yeah. Bueller seven to one, Turner ten to one, Mookie Betts is only hitting two twenty seven in the series. He's played himself out of this pretty much.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we've
1: only got thirty seconds here. What are you looking at for MVP right now with the updated odds? I think it's
2: Bueller. I don't think Kershaw can win. I don't think, I know he's been good, but I think tonight would be the story. It'd be recency. I think it's a hitter. If we get to a game seven and Walker Bueller repeats his performance from game number three or game four, uh, game three, it's going to be Walker Bueller. And Kershaw kind of got screwed in a sense of the
1: MVP. If he could have had the chance to win a game yesterday, game time decision continues
2: And no World Series game tonight. But last night the Dodgers went four to two to take a three two series lead. They're one win away from winning the World Series. But Rays outfielder Randy Rosarina set a new single season postseason record last night with his twenty seventh hit. He passed Pablo Sandoval, who had twenty six in twenty fourteen. I am Chris Kowski with your Sports Grid news update. You want the edge? Then get on the grid.
1: Game time decisions continues. I am Game Over We're kicking it with Kevin Walsh uh, right now. joins us every Monday. He'll be back at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern for tonight's uh, Rams and uh, Chicago Bear matchup. Mike Blewett will step up and in and hang out with us for a couple hours. A little bit uh, later on, Dr. David Chow joins us as he does every Monday as well. Cam will be back uh, tomorrow. So, yeah, as I was saying, we'll get to the football game. But as I was saying, Kevin, we went to the break. Clayton Kershaw, he's been, he was good, very good. Very good, not dominant, not you know what I mean. That's that's the thing. But there's a sentimentality. Um, I think that there's something that goes into it. The fact that he also, for a guy that supposedly sucks in a postseason, I don't know. He also has the most strikeouts in postseason history, right? It's so crazy. We want to count, yeah. We want to count stats for for LeBron. We want to count stats for everyone else. Then we count stats for Kershaw, right? It, it, it matters, you know. And there's some damn good pictures there. Verlander, Clemens, yeah. Uh, you know Andy Pettit. You know what I'm saying? Big time he, he, play. Known as big yeah. time playoff guys. He's just a ring away. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer already. But oh, I was yeah. going to say, Kevin, as we went into the break, if the Dodgers didn't blow it Saturday night, he pitches last night. They win the World Series. He pitches the game one. He pitches mm-hmm. game five. He wins yeah. both games. He's got a better shot of winning now than than the series going on. Now it's time for somebody else to step up. And win, right. you know what I mean. Like if they would have won the World Series yesterday,
2: Kershaw really would have had a big chance of getting this thing. One hundred percent. It's just it's really hard to win it. You're, like he's not going to play in the closing game very likely. Yeah. You know, like imagine if LeBron didn't play. He's in like game a golfer six. in the clubhouse. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's a, he's a golfer right. in the clubhouse. You can't do anything else now. <laughs> that's the point. That's and that's just the thing with baseball. That's why you know nine times out of ten, if not more, right? The MVP does go to a hitter. So I, I just I can't believe how far Mookie Betts has dropped. We were talking about it during the break. He was two to one winning this thing after Game One. I and this is the one thing that I wonder because you said the whole race is wide open. Can I not get a big game for Mookie Betts and be right back in the mix at, at a number that's yeah. now twenty four to one? Yeah, a couple of big plays Mookie in the
1: Betts. outfield, big home run, game winning home run. He's right back, right back in it. You know, it's chalky right now, but. I think it is gonna be Corey Seager. I think you know, and listen, I was buying into Turner the other day. You, you gotta buy into who the media loves, too, right? The media are the ones that vote on this. So they they determine this. Turner's a grinder, overachiever, guy's been around a long time, reinvented himself. You know, was another guy, that, you know, let go by the Mets, <laughs> another player that's you know, dominant uh, after the fact. Uh, but when it's all said and done, how the hell do you overlook Corey Seager? Uh Kevin, he's hitting four seventy-one. He's got an OBP of 609. it's 842 slugging percentage. He's got two home runs. Seager is a couple of wits, a couple of hits away from icing this deal. Dodgers you win, Seager just gets another couple of hits, Seager's the MVP.
2: You know what? Now that the more you talk about it and how it is the media, that's why Kershaw's number is what it is. Because the thing about right. Kershaw, like if if we were going to compare it to LeBron, here's the thing with LeBron, right? He eventually won so now for people it validated to have this debate, is it him? Is it Jordan? There's people that actively dislike LeBron. And a lot of it will be just because they have this debate. Nobody dislikes Kershaw, right? In fact, everybody for the unless you're a Rays fan or you desperately hate the Dodgers, like most people are pulling for the guy. Like a lot of people feel bad that he can't get over the hump. So you as a honest are you pulling for the Dodgers?
1: And I know you. You had the attitude. You were just sickened once the Yankees were out. You're like, oh god, I got to yeah, talk yeah. about baseball for the next yep. three weeks. Right, every Yankee. single time. But as far as the baseball itself, it's such good baseball that it's hard not mm-hmm. to enjoy, right? I mean, it's just. No, such it's a good it's fun. And I imagine as a as a Yankee fan, you hate the Rays, so. Yeah, I know the Dodgers and Yankees are sort of kind of rivals, but they are in a, yeah. in a way.
2: They are in yeah. a way. You know what I mean? Honestly. This isn't, this isn't the boys of summer in Brooklyn in 56 no. anymore. <laughs> no. It just once the Rays beat the Astros, I realized I was fully over it. I'm like, you know what? Just that team, I, I hated. Like, I would be sitting here in Dodgers, like, pants with cleats on if the Astros were in the World Series. Like, I could not stand that team. But once the Rays get – these are – and and it really dawned on me like these are the two best teams in baseball. I would tell anybody the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, but I don't think the gap between them and the Rays is as much as I would have told you before the postseason started. That's why it's been such good baseball. Yeah. It's that bullpen. It's that bullpen. All right, we'll get into the football. But just
1: for the record, Justin Turner, guys, Justin Turner's hitting 364 and 22 at bats, uh, 818 uh, slugging percentage. He's got two home runs. The OBP though is three nine one. I mean that that's how sick Se- Seager is right now. You know six oh nine. Seager's numbers are just sick. And the thing is, Seager's been the most consistent guy throughout the playoffs for them too. Mm-hmm. He's just sort of been that rock solid dude all the way through this. Bellinger's just sort of disappeared. Um, you know he's <laughs> had a couple hilarious. of big hits here here and there, but he's that's into what need.
2: Yeah, that's like, that's what makes the Dodgers so dangerous, right? I mean, any one of these guys can kill you. I was how many because you obviously follow how many years in a row have they changed who like the face of the franchise is, right? Like outside of the whole Kershaw for but like from the batting perspective. Tweig, then Jock Peterson yeah, was the guy, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it was yeah, Corey yeah. Seeger, then it was Cody Bellinger, now it's Mookie yeah. Betts, Max Muncie has his time. Like it's it's and you're like, oh my god, this is, is Cody bats seventh now? And it's he's still good, just good like a good point. It's a good point It's crazy. The egos, bro. That they don't all panic, right?
1: Because you're right. There's a lot of egos there. You know what it is, Kevin. The, Do- the the Dodgers have always been the best in baseball historically of this, and they they have the record eighteen Rookie of the Years, bro. Doesn't it oh, seem like a every a damn them. year you're like, what? Oh, they yeah. got another stunt pitcher, and they don't trade for people. The Dodgers, the Dodgers aren't a bought team. The Do- mm-hmm. this is all they're a homegrown. The Dodgers farm system has always been known as elite. Yeah. They just That's can't they close the deal. Off. These guys just
2: spit – they just spit like rookie of the years out every second year. Imagine Alex Verdugo was still there. I'm not saying that they'd rather have Verdugo over Mookie Betts, but who knows? He might have had an incredible year. He'd have been the next guy. Will Smith, by the way, is so good. I don't know how many – like he made Gavin Lux, who was supposed to be the top catching prospect, go play second base. Like Julio Urias, Dustin May. It's like they just keep rolling out star after – like not just like, oh, that's a good player. And Will Smith, God, what i do for Will Smith over Gary Sanchez! I can't believe I have to say that. I can't believe that. <laughs> Kevin Walsh, kicking with us. All
1: right, uh, Kevin, let's get into uh, Monday Night uh, Football. So, looking at, looking at this football game tonight, you have a team with a better record getting points against a team in the in the Los Angeles Rams, who are four and two straight up, but all four wins. Uh, actually, you know what, though? So let me just uh, quickly, we didn't get it. I kind of jumped uh, quickly in the gun here. What are you doing tomorrow? Are you taking a raise or the Dodgers tomorrow?
2: I Oh, boy. I think I'd rather just play the over, right? I, I mean, this it went over the last time these two pitchers faced off. Yeah. I don't trust Snell, I think, in the way that everybody do. I thought the Dodgers really did something important. Snell pitched the best four and a half innings he's pitched in his entire career. And then on his way out, They were Chris Taylor's like, yeah, I'll send you packing Mookie and Seager gave him a little bit of a note too, but I also don't trust Gonsolin. I'm not trying to lay a minus minus one forty number, although for the Dodgers, that is such a discount. I'd rather just back the over, I think in tomorrow's game.
1: I like where you're going with this Dodgers and the over tomorrow. I'll I'll say the Dodgers and the Mm -hmm. over. Uh, Okay. So the other Los Angeles team, they're looking for the daily double and pretty impressive. Uh, not a bad feather in the cap to to bag a um, an NBA title and the World Series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if people in L.A. would rather that than the Stanley Cup, right? You know, Tampa won the Stanley Cup. They're looking for the Stanley Cup and the World Series. Uh, and in L.A., they got the NBA title. And I tell you, what I live saw? in Los Angeles. The, the the Dodgers and Lakers own that town. Like, they're, they
2: are by far the most popular two entities, like, in California. So I saw, because by nature of what you know, LeBron and everything, I follow now a lot of Laker people. And they were talking the Clippers were the only team in LA to not wish the Dodgers good luck. You know what? Really? Bomber needs to just move that franchise. They don't really? belong there. The Clippers, the Clippers didn't, huh? Now I didn't go through and double check the whole timeline, no. but does that not speak volumes? They are, they're not just little brother. They're, you know, like, how you have a family member you no, maybe never speak that, to? No one likes like, now you're right. It's yeah. like now it's like, dude,
1: you're not welcome at Thanksgiving dinner anymore. Exactly. It's one of those type of deals, right? Just, yeah. just yeah, go away with your new wife and your new, your new family and go do your thing. Yeah. You're right. It used to be like there was a sympathy card. I lived in L.A. I used to go to Clipper games because Laker games were sold out. And it was Magic and Kareem and all that. I was mm-hmm. young. I didn't have the money, so I was going to Clipper games for five bucks, dodging bullets and mm-hmm. South <laughs> central. Um, But you're right, like the Clippers, it used to be either sympathy, you know, sort of laugh at them, or, you know what, Ah, they suck, but I'm not going to be a front-runner Laker guy. I'm going to jump on with these little guys. Now Mm. they're just obnoxious, and you're right, no one likes them, bro. No one. like the Chargers. The Chargers and Clippers should both find new cities and leave. Nobody wants you there. It's like the episode of Seinfeld in in, in a building when the lady tells Jerry – why don't you just leave? Nobody <laughs> likes you. Nobody
2: wants you here. <laughs> he no, <laughs> it, like, this is the thing with the Clippers, is like they not like they became an obnoxious front runner that didn't deliver. It was all of the worst things. Like, at least if I had to go out and tip my cap though, they were the best team. No! They blew a 3-1 lead in hilarious fashion to the Nuggets. Like they got exposed for frauds. Patrick Beverly texted Steph Curry, I'm going to run the league now for the next decade? What? You're not even the fifth best player on your team. Montrezl Harrell's leaving. Ty Lue's going to quit halfway through the year. And, oh, by the way, Paul George and Kawhi can opt out at the end of this next season. But don't worry, Paul George. It wasn't a title or bust of the year. Nice second-round performance.
1: Well, I got to tell you, I I like the – I like the glee and the joy. You're 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 coming from LeBron's angle in this. And as a Raptor fan, I don't mind watching them burn and you know crash and burn. What with, a uh, terrible uh, What a waste that was, though. Uh, Kawhi leaving could have stayed for another couple of years, bro. Rode this thing out. But you I would have been in the title against the Lakers. Game time decisions continue. The game time decisions that uh, continues. And uh, you know what? We can talk Los Angeles sports all, all night here between the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, and yeah. the Dodgers in the World Series. Uh, but we do that at nighttime on the Mightier 1090. Uh, SoCal, Sports Rage uh, late night. Uh, but um, let's get down to business. Monday night uh, football. So um, the Los Angeles Rams. The, the Rams wins, Kevin, all against yeah. all against the uh, the NFC East. It's amazing, isn't it, that they've already stockpiled like they could have problems moving forward. I mean, if the, you know their schedule gets a lot tougher, they've only been able to beat uh the, the bottom feeders of the National Football League. You look at the Bears, and you know, the Bears have definitely played a much tougher schedule. Um, you know, they, they played yeah. a tougher schedule than the Rams have. And, and listen, if we're gonna if, if FanDuel and everyone wants to make the Buccaneers the NFC conference uh favorites Same. right now, Kevin, we've got to give credit and say, hey, the Bears beat those guys. The Bears are five and one. You are what your record says you are, right? Getting six yeah. and a half points right now. What's your take on this game?
2: So here's the thing with the Rams. I know that every single wins against the NFC East. Why in the world were four of their first six games, or actually five games against the NFC East? What in the world kind of schedule is that? Like, like it'd be different, I feel like, if it was week nine and you'd be like, ah, they've only beaten the NFC. But like, how were four of their first five games against one division? Like, that's just terrible. Like, their two losses are at San Fran and at Buffalo. I think those aren't bad losses. And this is the issue right now, Gabe. I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you really start to pick apart teams' resumes, I don't even know if there's a good team in the league outside of, like, the Chiefs. Look at the Bears. Okay, they're 5-1. and one. They had no business beating the Lions, but God bless Matt Patricia. They had no business beating the Falcons, but God bless Dan Quinn. And the Bucs game, they were also dead to rights on primetime. And I mean, I don't even know how they managed to win that football game. Now, look, did they win all of those games? Sure. One of those games, Trubisky, Trubisky played in a game and a half of those wins. So it's just, it's this, this is a game where when it's over, People will tell you that the the team that loses is a total fraud in the NFC race. I promise you that. Whoever loses will be labeled a total fraud. What a shock. There's
1: going to be negativity on Twitter tonight. That's Kevin's prediction uh, <laughs> of the night. And you're right. I think we could see a lot of the Bears suck. Oh, Goff sucks. Oh, Goff's terrible. Oh, the Bears are terrible. Worst 5-1 team yeah. ever. Blah blah, 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 All this <laughs> other stuff. But thing with the Rams. Their offense, I don't know. I think Sean McVay's overrated. He's overrated. I, I think the number's a little bit high here. Jared Goff, mm-hmm. I like Goff, uh, but Goff and the entire Rams offense has a problem being consistent. And listen, the Bears and the Rams, and I know you've got a good memory for these things, the Bears and the Rams have played each other in the last couple of years, right? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And you know, always low scoring. And in fact, Jared Goff had one of his worst games of his career against yeah. the Little Mac and the Chicago good. Bears. He terrorized okay. them. And the next time Sean McVay played him, but uh, They ran the ball a ton. That's where I'm going with this, Kevin. The, for all the hype of the Rams' offense and Sean McVay being this offensive genius, right? They're they're trying to establish the run this year. It's play action and run, bro. It's mm-hmm. there's not a lot of bombs. It's not this like explosive offense. Yeah, they put up a ton of points against the Bills when they were down. But other than that, there's been a lot of lower scoring. Look at the Giants game. You know, they had a hard. They didn't put up a ton of points against the Giants. They didn't put up a ton of points against the Cowboys. Everybody puts up a ton of points against the Cowboys. The Rams only scored 20. They got help to win that game. right? So I don't, I don't think the Rams are all that good. I think McVay's overrated. I think the offense is pedestrian, and Aaron Donald's a monster. But mm-hmm. the advantage for the Chicago Bears is Nick Foles gets the ball off freaking quick. And, in fact, mm-hmm. he's got the fourth quickest release. They know he's not mobile, so they know he has to get rid of the ball quick. Uh, He's got the fourth quickest uh, release time in the National Football League. uh, Donald's going to have a hard time getting to him.
2: Yeah, I think, like, I I can't figure out what makes this Rams team tick, right? Like, they blow Philly out. They blow Washington out. All right, that's fine. Like, those are both on the road. Their other best offensive performance was at Buffalo. At home, like, you look back on the Cowboys game. All right, yeah, they win. They cover. But, like... What the heck is that performance? How did you only score 20 against that football team, right? Like, they just, bl- like, and then the Giants, that's another terrible defense. How'd you only score 17 at home? I, I feel like they just probably want to play slow, slow, slow. And the one thing about the Rams, because, Do- you know, Aaron Donald rightfully gets all the pub, but Jalen Ramsey, in one of the better bounce backs you'll see, all of a sudden went from like, ah, oh, what a joke, loudmouth, got paid. And then immediately, the opposite of Ezekiel Elliott, basically, right? Zeke got paid, and he's now like the worst running back in football. Jalen Ramsey got paid, and just nobody can do anything against him. So you're looking you're at going for Robinson tonight. That's the thing, and I wanted to back Robinson props because in a game script where Foles is throwing, he's going to throw him the ball like twelve to fifteen times. But I don't have know. To look and elsewhere, I don't want to play an under. Because who wants to play an under? But these are not two teams that want to move fast. The defenses might both be better than the offenses. The Rams are playing to the under exclusively in their two home games. The Bears hang around on the road thus far, 3-0 and away from home. But it's such a low number. Can I play under 44-and-a-half? Probably not.
1: I know, I know. It's just so, it's like this game has 23-20, 23-17 written all over it. I'm leaning with the under as well. As far as Robinson and the, the Rams secondary is very good. You know, Kevin, they haven't given up more than 67 yards to an outside receiver uh, all year long. Wow. So, like, like in the slot, you know, I'm talking about edges, yep. number one receivers, number one and two guys going down the field. They haven't given up more than 67 yards to, to any yep. receiver. Like Robinson, for the props, could be a little bit tough uh, tonight. So, let, let's blast through. So, what you know, it's tough – I never win when I bet unders, and I always say, "Oh, I'm never betting an under again." And then I bet mm-hmm. an under, and I lose. And I can't believe I bet an under again. Um, for a teaser, I can live with this tease to the under. But you're right at 44 and a half. The thing is, like I said, these teams play, and it's always ultra low scoring. No one wants to get into a track meet here, um, man. It's it's a tough one. So, what what are you going to do with this game? I'm taking the Bears, and I already. I already yeah. tried to take the Bears actually, and I lost. But I actually I went three and one in the AC Milan game earlier today. Nice. Uh, I hit a couple of corner kick props. I hit the over. Martino man, these four. overs are money in Syria. But um, I parlayed AC Milan with the, with the Bears plus the points. I lost that, so I got to do it again. But I like the Bears plus the points. Who are you taking?
2: Yeah, I don't understand why this is going to six and a half. I, I like the Rams when this was what four four and a half when this thing first came out. And everybody's rolling Rams, Rams, Rams. I just, I don't know if they're going to blow a team out. Like, if we like the under, what are the Bears going to not score any points? Right? So, uh, I can't help but lean towards the points here. Doesn't this feel like a game? Oh, boy. Uh, this is, talk about final last words. Doesn't this feel like a game where every single side of the teaser hits?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it has that feeling. It also has the feeling of, listen, there's two ways this game's going, Kevin. It's either going to be, it's it's like we talked about last week with one of these games. Like, nothing will surprise me. It's either going to be 20 to 16, and we're all going to be mad. Oh, I knew it was going to be low scoring and ugly. Oh, why did I take these props? Or the old bizarro world, and they put up like a combined 64 points somehow, right? Right. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. I think the Bears are going to be running the ball. And you know, I'm being captain obvious here, but the problem I'm looking at what about David Montgomery to score a touchdown? Montgomery scores touchdown plus one twenty.
2: I gotta say, I've never seen a running back like that. You don't you don't hear people talk about NFL players this way. He's just not good at football. I still can't believe that they that they let Lev Bell <laughs> walk to Kansas City. Like, he's not I good. Know. Especially and on Tariq he, Cohen. Like, he's plus one twenty. There's no other running back on this team. Like it's it's such a a good number even his rushing prop is 56 and a half I went through the box scores today doing the prep like this guy um the, the Rams defense they give up big rushing performances all the time by the way he's got an update Tyler Higby's inactive tonight for the Rams that actually changes some things there for me I like it uh,
1: dub bears oh and uh, we, we've got another update Steve, here you're gonna you're gonna like this one Kevin yeah what do you got Conference call with Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Mike uh, Nolan has been put on hold. I thought it was going to say he got fired. Uh, A conference call with Cowboys defensive coordinator uh, Mike Nolan has been put on hold because he had Tabasco sauce on his finger and he got it in his eye. Uh, okay. If we're going to do the Cowboys. This is the Dallas Cowboys beat writer who just reported they, this and he goes, can't make this stuff up. Damn. Just fire the guy, bro. You He's, can't even get through a Zoom call without getting, like, barbecue sauce
2: in your eye? you are done. You're gone. You're gone. You're an idiot. You're gone. Like, Gabe, when, when you talk worst teams in football, right? Jets. They're the worst. Obviously. Giants. Like, the Cowboys are one of the five worst teams in football. That's what they are. They have the if worst. If the Jets played players. the Cowboys this week, I'd take the Jets. With Ben DiNucci at quarterback, Okay, it was only like six snaps. I, as an Eagles fan, worry for this kid next week if he's going to be starting that Sunday nighter. Like, he needs to go back to James Madison. He does not look like he can stand on an NFL field. Mike McCarthy, by the way, is done at the end of this year. It might be a mutually parted ways, but he hates his players, and they hate him. It came out last week that they said that they all believe he's the dumbest coach they've ever had and he has no idea what he's doing and they don't know how to coach. And then this week, Mike McCarthy was like, I don't understand how none of my guys were willing to fight Bostic for laying that shot on Dalton. Basically calling him soft. So, all right, yeah, this is going to get better. They're going to get drilled on Sunday night football. Jerry's going to pass out, panic trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, this is all – they're a train wreck. They really are. They really are. And, you know,
1: I don't even know what the point is. Like Jen, you know it's crazy? You got Ben DiNucci starting a game, and James Winston's the third string quarterback making less than a million dollars right now. <laughs> think about that that insanity. If I was, that's what I'd be doing if I was the Cowboys. I'd be trying to get James Winston uh, from the Saints ASAP. But what's the point? If you're the Cowboys, that's the thing. I actually think the Eagles are the only team in that division that would have a chance of winning in a playoff game. Just because they have won before, we've seen they can beat good teams on a good day if they're not devastated by injuries, et cetera. But what's the point? Like if you're the Cowboys to what? To get into a play, you know, you're going to start doing things. Might as well tank and then, you know, get a a top draft pick.
2: And all of a sudden they throw themselves a little bit more leverage in the Dak conversation because they're in that Trey Lance Fields range. It's not that bad for them. I'll I'll just say this, okay, and as much as I always want to back the Eagles, I try and keep it pretty straightforward with that team. Right now, they're laying seven and a half points to the Dallas Cowboys on the look-ahead line. If Ben DiNucci is the quarterback, I don't know if there's a point spread high enough to where you don't lay that number with Philly. Again, it was six snaps. He does not look like he can play in the league. Washington bullied him. They were like, oh, we're going to blitz, and this is going to be hilarious. And they did, and it was hilarious. He was just getting sandwiched like it was a video game. Seven and a half in Philly? Ben well, That's Ben good. DiNucci. Great name, though. It's not good. Uh, Strong name. Yeah, uh, not, not as good as
1: Connor Walsh, but pretty good. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good nevertheless. They'd be better off throwing out Connor Walsh, I'll tell you that. My boy Nick in Chicago um, isn't happy that I'm on the Bears tonight because I'm wrong with the Bears every week. I usually bet against them, and he goes, keep on yeah, betting yeah. against my Bears. Uh, yeah, now I'm on the Bears tonight. A little, little bit of a concern. Little Good. bit of a concern. I just don't trust the Rams. I just don't trust the Rams. I think this game, I think it's gonna be a close lower scoring game, but man, that total is sharp. What like, do you look, think 23-20 wins? 24-21, we lose. Just like that, Kevin. Uh,
2: think about that. This, 24-21, yeah. the
1: game goes over the number.
2: Can I can I tell you why I'm leaning more under two? I know if I tease this game to the under, I'm gonna be sweating it out. I've seen this happen to me before. I tease I the Rams down, I tease the game to the over. And it's just a sweat job the whole way.
1: All right. So listen, we're taking a break. Hold your thoughts, Kevin. When we come back, we'll fire off a couple of picks. Mike Blue and Dr. Chow will join us next as well.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Try it's like trying to read a Chinese phone book. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm, in, I'm in a phone book in China. I'm, I'm looking for you know. I'm, I'm trying to find a number here. It's tough tonight. So Higley's out. I, I don't see any Everett numbers right now. Mm-mm. I'd like to jump on Everett. What about Jimmy Graham tonight? You think Jimmy Graham over under three and a half catches?
2: I like that. I, I mean, I also think him at 250 to score is a great number. But can I just point your attention because we love these touchdown markets to so the Rams. I have never been more confused in an anytime touchdown score market in my life. Josh Reynolds is the same exact price as Robert Woods at plus one fifty-five. Cup is one seventy, and Gerald Everett is two to one. Josh Reynolds has one touchdown on the year. Woods has three. Cup has two. I don't understand what the Josh Reynolds thing is. Like that is something where. They must give up, like, 100 touchdowns or something, a slot, guys. But Cup is in the slot. I, I don't understand the Josh Reynolds number at all.
1: No, you, you know what? You read my mind on that, that in the sense that Cooper Cup stuck out to me. That I was like, wow, he's pretty low on the page here considering he's Cooper Cup. Like, right. I don't know. You know i get mixed up with these games. But I don't know Was it was against San Francisco or was it the last game. It was a San Francisco game, actually. It was. Yeah. It was Cooper Cup. He dropped the touchdown pass. He was out of sync. Didn't have a great game. You know, their yeah. offense has been a little bit pedestrian. But I think there's a decent number on Cooper Cup. I agree with you there. As they far just as Cup, moved I'm, I'm be, to
2: 160. They, yeah. they heard us. They, they're
1: they listening to you. They're, 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 they're listening to you. What about uh, Miller for a couple of
2: catches tonight? we got 30 seconds now. I think even Darnell Mooney, right? Just whoever's not going to be guarded by Jalen Ramsey. If you think it's Miller, if you think it's Mooney, that's fine. Even maybe Montgomery with some more check down work, right? You know, I I saw someone was telling me they think that Foles throws the ball a bunch tonight because they're tired of the run game because of how bad Montgomery is. Maybe. You know, and when
1: I say throw the ball, dink and dunk, right? Bubble screams. Mm -hmm. Kevin Wall Street back at 9 o'clock. Thanks, Kevin.
2: Thank you.